welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. You now can't look at each other. Oh, she's actually looking at me. I <laughs> oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. Like an actual grown up. Oh, right. just did a whole intro without me laughing. What's it like being free? Free. No, born free. That's where I was going. Um, it's fine. I, we, as we know, I'm not the most sociable person in the world. Um, and having, we all were locked in our houses basically for six months with the entire family and not much outside time. Now, compared to that, two weeks in your house when your kids are at school and your husband can go out was quite nice, I have to say, because... Because Joe would go to the shop or Joe would go take the dogs for a walk and Joe had to do all the drop-offs and pick-ups from school and I couldn't do it. And uh, so, though it probably sucked to be Joe because he was suddenly having to do everything, it took quite a lot of the, the effort off us because there wasn't a are you going to do it or am I going to do it it was like well you're doing all of that because I just can't do it um I feel like I can't go any further into the podcast without telling you how beautiful you look stay chippy oh stop it it's that blue oh it's um, blue I think it's the blue it really suits you it's like a cobalt blue for everybody that can't yeah. see which is basically everyone else so <laughs> do one of your for anyone who can't see I feel a bit discombobulated today Got very dry hands, you know, because of all like the the gels and like the washing. And yeah. um, I have no Mike has helpfully driven off with my own hand cream in the car, and um, he's out all day. And I feel like I can't do anything productive. Do you know everything just gets in your head? And I just want to go to town and buy some hand cream because it's really getting on my nerves. Have you got any? body exfoliator no, i've got foot cream what you need to, to this is chippy's top tip corner yeah firstly you're using the wrong hand sanitizer there's one made by a brand that i work for that literally doesn't dry your hands out but anyway if, if you have gym, if what oh it's the stuff at the gym yeah vodka <laughs> <laughs> if you get really dry hands try a body exfoliator on your hands and then follow it with your um hand cream because quite often what happens will get little rough patches of skin and then you put your hand cream on and it kind of just slaps the dead skin bits back down but they're dead skin cells so they're not going to repair themselves um but if you exfoliate you'll get all of those bits off and your hand cream will absorb better into your skin. Oh, there you go. There so, I have my uses. Gemma Bray, hands of a 20-year-old. That will never happen. <laughs> These are chip shop working hands. They are. They are, they are grafters. <laughs> They're um, not. Look at them. You know, I look at women's hands. You've got, like, really dainty, long, dainty, elegant fingers. Can you just I've inherited my mother's knuckles? Can you just hold up your hands, please, for everyone to not see? I'm now looking at these long, 
dainty fingers with their beautifully painted red nails. No, I've got big knuckles. Look, you think you've got big knuckles? Well, maybe everyone just hates their hands. Maybe. I've got, ha- I've got man hands. We have had some um, dirty laundry sent in today. I have got, can you hear my paper? I'm excited. Yeah, you're like a newsreader now with your fingernails. Yeah. Your dainty hands. We've got three. Top, middle or bottom? I'm middle. I'm the, I haven't seen these. Because no. Gemma doesn't allow me to log into stuff. <laughs> I send her the password. She just never does it. She'd be more important. Oh, I thought you were just doing that for like reassurance. <laughs> no, I'm allowed to use it. <laughs> okay, so this one has come from. Okay, let me think of it. I'm not. Turns out I'm not actually that prepared because I haven't thought of a nickname for this lady. Um, Wendy, let's call her Wendy. Okay. Wendy's working conundrums. Okay. Now. As many successful laundrettes who are featured on the podcast do, she started off saying how amazing. She's binge listening. Oh, Wendy. Always nice, Wendy. But she wants to hear our thoughts on something. And it's actually, it's actually quite a deep subject, this one. Um, so Wendy ran a very small cake. This is, these are all her words. She ran a very small cake-making business from home. And she earned a small income. In theory, it wasn't a full-time job, but it did take up a surprising amount of time. During lockdown, she's got three kids. She's got a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. It became apparent, whilst her husband was you know, working from home as well, that the business caused more stress yeah. than it gave back. Then, 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 yeah. So they decided as a family, it was a joint decision to, for her to stop the business mm. um so that in during lockdown she could support the kids with their homeschooling and just things were a lot less stressful but this is what she's struggling with she knows that there will be a time when she will go back to doing some sort of work yeah. but it's the questions from other people that are really driving her mad this is what she said Here's what I'd like your thoughts on. For my husband, children, and myself, it's been fantastic. It's been the absolutely the right decision. But what surprised me is the reaction from other mums who almost without fail ask, what are you going to do now? Have I found a new job? Aren't you bored? As if I should be rushing out to get a job immediately. So do you think, this is what she's asked as a direct question, do you think mums are now judged for not working in the same way that once upon a time they would have been judged for wanting to work? I feel others see me as worthless because I've essentially become just a housewife. Thoughts are very much appreciated. Massive topic here. Oh, I mean, I'm already going in my head. Before you go off on a, on a rant... So like you're not even here, Gemma. Let's just mute Gemma. I feel like I should say... We have already spoken briefly about Mike's cakes. Okay. So oh, and I forgot about them until he messaged me last week and I was like, cakes and there was something else. What's he do? Candles. <laughs> cakes and candles. Cakes, cakes and candles. The Mike Gray story. I can't yeah. wait. I'm... So I feel like I should say to Wendy that making cakes is one of the most, like proper cakes, undervalued things having seen the amount of effort how much all the ingredients cost 
you know so i just want to give a, a virtual high five for that because yeah, i think it's it is time heavy but the time and the effort and my god the stress yeah of like oh i remember we had to transport a cake from our house to the village hall for a party no, no. Ten minute drive I thought Mike was going to have a coronary. He was like, hold it, hold it, hold it. Don't let it slide. I'm like, I literally, I am literally holding onto it like it's a newborn. Like, yeah. And I, 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 uh, that's, the, that's the difference. My thing with makeup is you can wash it off. If you do something wrong, you can take it off. I can't deal with that level of stress of the cake transporting. Allergy. Oh. Oh, allergies. I made my own wedding cake. Anaphylactic, dairy-free anaphylactic. I was like, just say no. Just don't do the just job. Just say no. I could, yeah. I made my own wedding cake. I had to transport it from my mum's kitchen about 20 foot into the marquee in my garden. In fact, I think somebody else transported it because we had dogs who would have eaten it. And that's as much stress involving cakes as I, I mean, I wasn't even that fussed because I was like, it was my cake. But doing that for someone else. Oh. So we've gone off on a tangent. So Wendy, massive props for that. Massive props. So I, I feel like I'm just going to wind Chippy up and just let her go. So go. <laughs> okay, so my thing, my thing with this is... Oh, there's just so much. There's just so much. So, I think the age of your kids is a big factor because quite often I felt I worked pretty much solidly throughout my pregnancies and births and I felt defensive when people assumed that I was taking maternity leave because I couldn't because of the nature of my work at the time. And actually, I was more protective about my maternity leave with Jack because of it, the third one, because I was like, I don't want to be taking my mum on a three hour road trip to a wedding to look after a two week old baby while I work. Um, and I felt very defensive of that, of like, no, I am working. And I wonder if a lot of us wait for the age. I had a bit of a momentous occasion today linked to this. But I was in the park walking the dogs, freedom, and I saw lots of mums with toddlers. Now, I've been seriously broody for the last two years, and I've been desperate. I would have easily had a fourth child, and Joe has been very much not desperate for a fourth child. Um, and I saw these mums with their toddlers, and I was like, Oh, I, I don't miss that. I don't miss having to go to the park in every weather while your kid stands up and gets off the same log for three hours. And I think loads of us are waiting for that moment. And so then when you see someone who's had that opportunity and then has decided not to work, you don't know where to pigeonhole them. And I think a lot of our lives, we feel judged but actually people are just desperately flailing around to know where to put you. And they, they like you being in the, you do the cakes and you have the kids and they're, do you know what I mean? And that's what you do. I think that's and, a, very, a very good point. We, we view people through our own lens. 
Yeah. So we view people and we form opinions of people based on our own thoughts, experiences, and desires. So, you know, like you and I both love working, probably could class be classed as workaholics. We need to be told to stop working yeah. quite often. If we if we saw someone we at this point in my life i would not i wouldn't be able to compute it's not necessarily their negative judgment it is that thing of like we worked before do you need to plug that income gap and probably mm. that's what they're thinking and it's not considered very polite to be like do you have to work no which is actually probably what they're asking do you have to work do you have to fill that gap and some people might be envious because they hate their job and they would love to have the opportunity to not work for a while. We've got ourselves into this with our modern women can have it all. And yes, it'd be great if, if husbands were doing it as well. But this is a woman writing in, right? Wendy? Wendy, yeah. Is a lady. Yeah, Wendy is a lady. But I think what's um, also important to note, and it's highly applicable to this situation, is we've just come out of... A really stressful life event we're actually not out of it we're still in it um, yeah that would have taken its toll psychologically and emotionally and if something that was working fine at one time isn't working great anymore because of a change in life circumstance it is totally okay to change it and it is nobody else's business but yours when tom started school he started school in suffolk in a little tiny village in suffolk right and I'd say 85% of the mums at the school playground were stay-at-home mums. And then I moved to Kent and it was a complete reverse. Yeah. You hardly saw the mums at school pick up. I remember being really confused. I remember talking to one, I didn't know what I knew what a nanny was, but I'd never seen a, a real nanny. Like I I only thought they existed in Mary Poppins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember speaking to this woman, assuming that she was the mum, and she's like, oh, no, no, I'm the nanny. I was like, are you sure? Loads of us are nannies. She's nanny, she's nanny, she's nanny. And I was like, oh, because it, it was it was such a, a culture shock going from a village that nobody needed to work two jobs because the cost of living, probably not anymore, but the cost of living in Suffolk was much cheaper then. And put yeah. like 20 minute commute into London Bridge, house prices are more expensive. Everyone needs to work. And that was, yeah. Really and, but also what I think is, is, is a thing. And speaking from personal experience for years, I didn't really work for any discernible amount of money. I would do some makeup work. Um, but I had young children, so it's quite hard to commit to makeup work because you don't know if they're going to be off nursery, there's going to be a sick bug, something's going to happen. So quite often I found myself not putting myself forward for work for fear that I would let people down because I had small children. And I was writing a blog and that would make me about 20 quid a month. And But I worked all the time now i can look back in hindsight and say that possibly all of that has come to a head and in my network marketing business i've got all of that knowledge and i've got content creation and i've got but actually there was loads of times that i probably could have sat down made a cup of tea and read a book 
but I just didn't do it because we're programmed to work or be busy or be seen to be that do you know what I mean that working mum that busy mum but I remember one of the reasons why I stopped being a doula at just after I'd had Ben was because Tom and Johnny were older like Tom was becoming a teenager and I could see something I wasn't present I wasn't fully present I was on my emails I was running a business I had a newborn and I wasn't emotionally present for them and I knew that he was having problems at school and that's why I quit my job. As harsh as it sounds, I would, if someone, if someone, if I was Wendy and if someone was asking me that and they, and there was, it was a little bit of a barbed comment, I would have two or three stock phrases up my sleeve. But if it was yeah. someone that I knew didn't really mean it like that, like if you said something and it came out wrong, I wouldn't even second guess it. I just knew that it would, I knew, I know, I would know there would be no malice behind it. But I, I would have some stock phrases up my sleeve. That's my rule for life. I say, yes, is that okay with you? And they get really flummoxed. If they're like, so you're not going back to work? And I say, yes, yeah, is that okay with you? <laughs> then they're like, and the oh, okay. And the reason why I'm laughing is because I know you would. <laughs> I totally, I do. Joe finds it really awkward, but but because it's like I'm not sitting here and having that. Your 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 opinion doesn't matter to me, but also I don't want you to think that it does. So I'm just going to put that there. So you're totally right. I do go through life making sure that I have certain things, and it helps if also for anxious people. Anxious people quite often, if you're socially anxious, you might have these lovely scenarios playing in your head where people say horrible stuff to you and you're there on your way muttering under your breath all the stuff that you're going to... Yeah. But if you have some stock phrases that you're going to say, it makes everything go much easier. The next piece of dirty laundry. Which you've given the title. Boom. <laughs> Okay, so this is um, Bernie. Bernie is mess. Bum Bernie. Bernie's bum. Okay, bum. Bernie's mum and the bum. Okay. Oh, okay. This is not my confession, but I do find it hilarious. My mother used to work in a garden centre, and her boss was horrible. So when my mum made her boss a cup of tea, she used to put her hand down her pants first and then wipe it around the rim of her boss's cup before. <laughs> now, interestingly, this harks back to a similar confession about spitting in someone's tea. And that we concluded that that was all right because it was partners and we concluded that in sexual relationships, sorry, that's not me reacting to the word sexual. I had a fly flying past. Okay, I thought that was a... No, it's not a word sex. Oh, no, no sex here. We we concluded that it was okay because when you're in a sexual relationship, you swap bodily fluids when you snog someone. You exchange fluids. But also I said I was really thinking she was going to say she put it down her pants. So we do have that scenario here. I am going to go out. And it shows it's not just me. I'm going to go on a limb here. And two things, okay? Bernie's mum, why are you telling your child what you're doing? Keep that to yourself. Things like this are on a need to know basis. 
what how do you expect her daughter to learn learn the ways of vengeance if she's not informed <laughs> and also chippy I'm, I'm surprised and shocked by you because we know you don't like sick books this is like number one transmission i mean we need she doesn't say she doesn't say if it's front bottom or back bottom why don't she back bomb might just be the mm. I'm assuming I don't know because there's a lot more involved for you with back bottom. Me? Why am I bottom? Not you personally. If one is doing this, it's offensive for you because you don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A buggy just do extra shifts. Yeah. Then the egg on your face. So front bottom. Oh, I'm assuming. Well, it could be, but it could be, could be Bernie's bum. Bernie's mum's bum, bum, mum's bum. Maybe she'll write in and let us know. <laughs> I have so many questions. How how mean was this boss? Why is a garden centre applicable? Why is what? I feel like there's more to the story. She works in a garden centre now. Recently, I've been thinking about ways that I can employ myself at, in the least stressful jobs ever. Librarian, I think, would be really nice. They're closed at the moment, so yeah, that'd be really stressful. <laughs> Nothing to probably furlough, to be fair. Pre or p really post pandemic, librarian yeah. um, in a village. That's where I'm going. Only because um, I think I feel like Shepherd's Bush Library probably has its fair share of stuff going on. It is right next to Westfield, though, anyway. Um, Garden centre? No. I always thought, no, what? I've got a phobia of watching elderly people eat ice cream. Okay, this is my one thing in life that I can't... I don't I'm... think you have to work in the restaurant. You could work in the... Yeah, but they'd wander around. Because like, old people go out to like garden centres for a day out, don't they? They'll, they'll grab a Mr Whippy or a Cornish yeah. pot. And it's the... <laughs> it's just like, if, if anyone comes on telly eating an ice cream, and they're over like 50, Mike just gives me the side eye. And I'm like, you're gonna have to turn it over because it's just uh... As phobias go, that one's quite niche. <laughs> My great grandmother used to chew his ice cream. That I just had problems with eating. There is something about some old people in the whole mouth area. But it's fine. I can, I, I can eat, watch a toddler eat an ice cream. That's okay. But over a certain age, there's, I just can't. It gives me the creep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know that I'd rule out my career in garden centre because of that. But now I might rule it out because I know what they get up to when they're making their bosses cups of tea. Yeah, you don't want to be the boss in a garden centre. I'd like to work in the fish section. You know, they always have like a pond. Toy carp section where they, they can get yeah. the fish. That's where I'd go. Okay. Okay. Well, we've sorted that out. Let's move on to our final piece of dirty laundry for, for this session. Yeah. This is from Single You Sandy. Let's call her <laughs> Sandy. Okay. Okay. When Single You Sandy was in college, she had her own flat, but she was very hardworking. She worked three jobs. Oh. Three part time jobs. So, 
Yeah, I don't think three full-time jobs. Oh, no, I'll just clarify that. <laughs> uh, so the flat was already always a mess. Instead of washing dishes, I just threw them away. <laughs> I replaced everything with paper plates, which was more than my budget could handle, but at least I didn't have any dirty dishes. Now, I can totally get on board with this logic. I mean, I have been flamed and dragged over hot coals on social media for even having the audacity, the audacity to recommend that people who are short on time might want to use a single use oven um, slow cooker liner. Or, How dare you? Yeah, How very dare you. Anything single use. So Did I you not get the memo that you're in charge of saving the environment? I have now. I have now. Single-handedly. Now I just just wear a sackcloth and is the word flagellate or is that another word no that is that no flagellate's the word flagellate myself for all the pre prior previous times i've used single use but single use sandy i kind of get it that's all right i think we i think we can forgive her for that i used to know someone when i was at school who couldn't be bothered to wash her own pants so she turned them inside out yeah, we all and, had that friend. And then, and then, but they were like, geez, like thong, g-stringy things. Oh. So she'd, but then she'd like go, she'd rotate. So you know, like you have the bit that goes front, back, back, front. Oh. No, 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 she, no. Then she'd go side. She'd take the side bit. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm so not. She'd get like That's four not. days wear out of one thong. <laughs> I just don't it understand. Was me, by the way, as it sounded like that was me. Why doesn't she just go and buy eighty pairs of thongs? Well, this well, this was. I mean, we're talking like in because. The but I'm also thinking, she obviously didn't get thrush. No. Gemma's <laughs> like, never complained. Well, if she if she bloody shouldn't have done her feminine hygiene. If I did that, I would, I would be tr in struggling. But I, 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 so single you, Sandy. Though, do you know what? Could you? I mean, a, a little, uh, like one of those half-sized dishwashers would would have saved. Also, though, you go down a wormhole because you get your single you, you know, your half-sized dishwasher, which is a initial outlay is big, but how many paper plates are you buying and getting through? Also, dare we ask about the cutlery? I quite often eat out of the saucepan of Joe's out, but nice. also you have the eco thing of say you can't handle the washing up, which is quite lazy to be fair because you can just run it under a tap it's anyway. College. It takes you like a minute. I uh, it just reminded me one of my boyfriends who was at university. His roommate was had that her budget was that tight she used to eat dog food. No. And, I, no. and I, I, I honestly swear to God it was true. It's true. I saw her do it. I threw up. <laughs> Why? Like, there's cheaper stuff than dog food. That I, was just having a sensationist. What? The meat from a dog's food tin? Frozen peas are cheaper than that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. She, the, Bring it to me, Gemma. Who is their Drop it down on Facebook. But I've also, I have also thrown away an oven tin that I just couldn't on a Christmas day. 
I think. Oh, yeah, I've, I'm quite eco. And I've had Christmases where I've used a tinfoil turkey thing. But now no. I just make my husband do the washing up. But no, what I mean is, it was a proper roasting tin. Oh, but you just couldn't, couldn't clean it. Deal with it on Christmas Day. That's probably ecologically better than throwing away a foil. Yeah, well, that's what got me onto the foil things, which I still get dragged for. Yeah. Um, but my mum washes the foil things out and reuses And then reuses it. So my mum buys disposable roasting tins. But then reuses them. <laughs> Single-use Sandy. I, I, I think she... I love it. I mean, I salute you for doing what you needed to do at the time. Wasn't Hopefully me. she's not no, still doing it. Tiffany's looking at me like I've made all of these up. I haven't. Uh, Gemma. Did you come in as emails? I didn't. My mum hasn't worked, ever worked in a garden centre. She's only ever worked in chippies. <laughs> I still love the idea that you're... Tell everyone what you and your parents used to do at the weekend. With your cereal box in tow. My mum like used to love the 90s when like at late eighties and early nineties when like show homes were a thing, right? And I yeah. she's replaced it now going around IKEA. But um for a day out we would go and look around all of the show homes. Um and my mum for fun used to take a box of cereal and try and put it in all of the cupboards, like in the kitchen. And then she'd like have faux umbrage to the person show well this isn't a practical kitchen <laughs> and no one ever knew what to say because like in the 80s when they were building like basically houses with no storage everything was like as small as possible how to get as many buildings up in as little time as possible it actually was a thing where kitchen cupboards weren't fit or built for purpose yeah i love the fact i think she probably had a nickname it's my mom with all the um well actually i'll tell you another the estate agents and um, they have like on and off on and off been threatening and i use the word threatening in the kindest of terms to move to kent they still live in Suffolk so every year we'll go around the houses of like oh I think we'll come and live near you okay and they, we all humour them so much so that none of the estate agents in Kent will actually speak to my mum and dad anymore but <laughs> 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 this is the thing I wonder if she's now on like a black like estate agent's blacklist yeah and like they phoned up because they're, they're currently going through it again we're going through the round and she said, I phoned up so-and-so from so-and-so. And she said, she was very nice, but very firm. And she said, no, actually not, because you wasted our time last time. And my mum was all put out. And I was like, it's kind of true. And the same is car sales showrooms in Suffolk won't, do, won't speak to my dad because he does the same. He just takes cars out for test drives when you cut your contract. <laughs> Where's the way? Hi, mum, you all right? Yeah. Oh, your dad's just out. He's just gone for some test drives. He just does it for fun. I love that though. I love the sort of like fancy driving a different car today. It's such a sort of Dippy, what's your positive for the week? Uh, I've got a new business venture. Ooh. This is 
then I'm finding out live on air. Chippy. No, you're not. You just haven't retained the information. Got a new business venture. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not She's kept up. She shows you just the balance of our relationship, dear listener. Oh, she's putting her glasses on. Um, I have a new business venture and I'm really excited about it. And what's going to happen is I'm going to spend quite a lot of money setting it up and then just let it drift along. And then um, I'll probably chalk it up to the reason I'm a massive failure at life. So that's always something to look forward to, isn't it? I'll buy something off you, Chippy. <laughs> Can I just say, and this actually isn't even staged, whilst I remember, get a pen. Get a pen. I've got a pen. Please may I have. Oh, yeah. One cool balm and one yep. massive zen. Because I did yeah. ask you three weeks ago and you've forgotten. So I'm you saying... You me. Well, you didn't tell me how much I had to pay you. I oh, my positive is... Oh. I employed three, three months last week. And I actually... Do you know what? really good about myself, actually, because I am giving back to the economy. Do you know what made me feel really good about that is that I buy mum and you nappies for Jack still wears a nappy at night um and I, I think they set up when Jack was born and they actually set up in Chiswick down the road and they're eco nappies eco biodegradable eco nappies eco wipes really good actually keep the pee in unlike a lot of eco nappies and their customer services is all mums and it you call them at home like so they just if they're on duty the number goes through to their work phone and so you can hear their like the last time I spoke to someone you could hear their twins in the back she was like I'm so sorry I've got twins and it was just so nice because I was obviously buying nappies so I had mm. a screamy baby and how many times when you have a screamy baby do you Answer, you answer the phone and they're like well, the customer's got a screamy baby and the customer service handler's got a screamy baby and, and we both just spent the entire time going sorry 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 i'm sorry sorry about my sorry no i'm sorry no I'm... but it makes me extra it just made me so happy because i was like good good on letting mums work on their own terms in their own house at something they're good at doing so i extra love you for no it, it's actually it's something i am proud of because they're doing really well they're all loving it and they're all just working their own shifts they're working it out between them when they can fit it in and they yeah. have a little email saying this is when we're working and it's fine and they're badass superstars yeah so that's my positive um, so don't forget if you have any dirty laundry that you would like chippy to deal with I, I liked the fact that I got surprises today. Please use the email. Now, I have been given the wrong email out, so I... <laughs> Emma Bray, I know. you have one billion jobs one job. to do. I have got one job on this podcast, and that is to remember the email. Right, so it's confessions at lifelaundrypodcast.com. Oh, okay, not the Life Laundry Podcast. So, confessions at lifelaundrypodcast, all one word co.uk right and on that note we will speak to you all next week say goodbye chippy bye bye